Welcome back to Open to Truth, a podcast all about exploring big ideas and discovering truth together. My name's Clint. Hey, I'm Tony. Welcome back to the show. And uh, you may have caught some earlier episodes where we were kind of engaging with uh, current pop culture, TV mm. shows, movies. Well, the latest thing that we've both gotten into is the show Alone. Good show. Uh, it's available now on Netflix and... Hulu. Hulu. We're watching on Hulu. I also found it on the Roku channel. If you have a Roku TV, that's how I'm watching it. I have a Roku TV. There's a Roku channel. And it's huh? free. Yeah, get wow. out of town, huh? Oh. Yeah, all right. I, uh, I, I have seasons are one through four on there. Got it. Okay. And then six is on Netflix. The flicks, and five is on the Hulu. Everything's on Hulu. Everything's on yeah, Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so do you want to give them the pre- yeah, premise alone. of the show? So here's here's how Alone works. And, and just to be clear, we're going to like talk about some interesting philosophical ideas yeah, to pull sorry. from the we're show. We're not just talking about the show. It's not just a review or a... Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. We want to talk about what has it got us thinking about philosophically. But here's how the show works. So it's a game show. It's not scripted. It's a contest. They're playing for $500,000. Ten people dropped into the wilderness alone, separated from each other, and they're not supposed to find each other or they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, they're supposed to survive out there on their own for as long as they can. And they, they bring ten items with them of their choosing. From a list of 40. Oh, from a list of 40. There you go. Or 30 and or something. There are limited... Uh, oh, sorry, regularly scheduled med checks where the, the production team's coming in to make sure that they're, you know, they're healthy enough or whatever. And if they're not So there is a enough, bit of human contact. Yes. Every now and then, a little bit of human with contact. With the med team. But they're having to film it all them- themselves. There's no camera crew with them. So they're setting up tripods and stuff. They are, they are alone for the bulk of this. And they just got to survive. So day one, they, they got to get a fire going and cut down some trees and build a shelter. And there's wild animals and... That's a hoot. The elements, yeah, of yeah. course. It's worth yeah. a watch. It's worth a watch. And it's really given me a, a strong appreciation for just how much our ancestors went through in sort of subduing the earth, you know? Yeah. Like, I take for granted. I was sitting there with Melissa. We're watching these people build these shelters mm-hmm. or whatever. And it just occurred to me, like, oh, this is my shelter. You know, I'm in a shelter right now. You're in a shelter. And it's a really... You're surviving. It's a sick shelter. It's really good compared to theirs. Super good. But the elements really are just outside. And I would be having a miserable night if I didn't have this shelter, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there in a snowstorm like they have to do. Right. So it just gave me an appreciation for how much our ancestors suffered. And it got me thinking about, like, man, why is it so... Why is the world set up in such a way that it is such a battle just to survive? Now, can I, mm. let me just, there's some disanalogies with this and uh, our ancestors' life. Mm. So at least with the seasons I've been watching, season six and season one, uh, n- no one lives there. Aside, oh, this there's is, no natives. Right. Yeah. yeah. And probably for a reason. Yeah, like probably not that inhabitable. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Over the eons of all you know these continents being explored no one Nobody has yet tried there. to do it here probably for a reason because it's super hard yeah so yeah. like here in ohio i don't know if you would i think they could go for a long time on the yeah. alone show oh and the crux of the show that's really good is oh. um it's a last man standing thing yeah. so it's not just like drop you out there for a month and see how you do yeah it's you win. You win if you're the last person remaining because you can tap out if you get freaked or yeah. you get hurt or you lose too much nutrition or like you lose too much weight. Yeah. Fall below a certain BMI, and but you, you don't know 
when anybody else is tapped I out. I think that makes the show. Yeah. If you don't have that... You have no idea how many players are still in the game. So everyone's worried, like, you don't want to be the first one out. Yeah. And so even people that are in the final three, they have no idea. And they're like, yeah. oh, I don't want to be the first one to go. And you're like, yeah. dude, you're so close. You're so close to winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that, let's just linger there. That's the first kind of philosophical idea that's interesting. Yeah. Is how knowledge or a piece of information can change your willpower or mood. So oh, yeah. that's pretty weird. Like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't seem like it should, but t- just to know that I'm in the final 2 yep. rather than still the the first 10, like it's 10 contestants. Yep. Uh doesn't that do something for you? It does. And I Does think, it make a difference and why? I think it does make a difference. Um and I think it might have something to do with uh I think maybe it's doing the same thing that pain when it's contextualized might may not necessarily result in suffering. So oh for example, if I'm working and if I'm working out with weights, lifting weights mm-hmm. and there's a burn in my arms because I'm lifting heavy, but I know I'm I'm inducing this deliberately because of the gain that I'm going to see or whatever it is. That is just a totally different experience than if I wake up one morning and my arms are burning like that. You know, I've got a serious medical problem in that context and Mm -hmm. I need to go see a doctor. So my degree of sort of psychological suffering is really ramped up when I think there's a huge problem. That's really fascinating. And it could be the exact same sensation, the exact same feeling. All this changes the context and my experience. And there probably is is like that with the show. Like I will feel just as hungry or like the uh, the stimulus of... The hunger pang yeah. that you experienced that day would be the same, but with the knowledge that it's the final two, like yeah, there's it just I reframes can, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can more like easily overcome. I it. can hang on one more day. Right. I think even C.S. Lewis wrote something about that. That just pain, even the most unbearable pain, or what you would might call unbearable, shows itself to be in the moment actually bearable like as long as you're experiencing it you oh. are bearing it you know oh, wow, wow. so you always feel like i could not go even one more moment but you are doing this one and you will do the next one and you will do the next one and that's interesting um yeah <laughs> very stoic to yeah remove yourself that far from it <laughs> yeah <laughs> the embodied immediacy of a pain <laughs> yeah i i don't think i would do well on the show dude i well first of all i lack all the survival skills right. <laughs> so that's certainly i wouldn't do well I think I would do okay from the solitude standpoint. Really? Until, until I think this is what would get me. As much as I make fun of the guys who they do this, but like middle of the night, it it must be so dark and you're hearing all kinds of noises and you're in some crappy little lean-to you've made with mm-hmm. a tarp. Like I think I would psych myself out, freak myself out about oh. predators or something. Mm. And I can't do this. You know, I think I'd Oh, for sure. Out. I'd be totally gone. I would I conjure... sleep. How are they sleeping? I, I would know. conjure up all the demons of hell <laughs> in my visual yeah. field from just horror movies I'd seen and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would be tormented day and night. I ta- I would have to get out. Yeah. I don't know how they don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my word. So, but it did get me thinking about The Solitude is the another solid, yeah. interesting piece of the show. Yeah. So, now, in season five, you had mentioned, I haven't seen that one yet, yep. but they have a companion. Yeah, so season five is a little different. It's it's teams of two, and they land apart from each other, and then one of them has to hike to the other while okay. this one sets up camp. And it could take days, a week, you know. Oh, okay. But regardless of how many people actually make that journey, um, once they're together, see, 
I don't know if you want to spill the beans and spoil mm-hmm. it for me, but I'm thinking that makes all the difference. Like yeah, if you except- can just ha- if you can have another person to share it with that. Yeah, that takes away the big deal because when you say like, "Oh, I have so much more appreciation for what our ancestors went through," yeah, but it was tribes. They were tribes, communities, yeah. And like you had help, like someone was doing like the hunting and the gathering and the building, right? Or and just like we're a we are a social animal. Yeah. So I can I have all the respect for the guys that like just like I'm I'm so homesick and lonely. Like I'm being psychologically assaulted yeah i'm deteriorating like i need to be around people that makes sense like you're a social animal yeah um so once you inject a companion into the mix you've got to think that changes it but you would think i think it's shaking your head yeah i think it 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 presents new problems though once you've got another person in the mix because from a practical standpoint Mm. Now you've got to catch twice as many fish, or you got to get twice as much food. And what's the rule on this? Uh, do you both have to tap, or if just one person? If one t- person taps, teams out. Oh dang! Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's <laughs> that, and then there's the issue of one of the partners is feeling good about it, and the other one's missing his family, and he wants to tap, but this one feels guilty about making him stay, so they got to tap. Or once you introduce another person, and you're both tired and hungry and run down, and things that you're trying are failing. You could have a short fuse. So you've got this relationship then that you need to maintain. Mm-hmm. You can't just be getting into fights and biting each other's heads off. Right. Because you've got a last out there. So <laughs> it, it presents unique challenges. Maybe it's harder so, yeah, <laughs> with I just mean, one. Yeah. I don't know. The, so Genesis has this line that it's not good for man to be alone. That's something God says. Yes. It's not good for man to be alone. I will make him a companion suitable for him. And then Eve and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I don't... There's something to that, right? There's something to that, but then why is it the case that so often sort of the the remedy that spiritual gurus will offer you to your troubles is to go and get alone, get quiet, go seek some solitude, do a retreat, unplug from society, turn your screens off. Isn't there value to be found in solitude as well? Is What's it amazing too rhythm? is that that's been advice for a long time. Yes. It's not just since instagram yeah right which is we desperately need that advice now for (laughs) sure but isn't that shocking that they had monasteries in like the 1400s right like if you lived in the cabin down the weren't you basically (laughs) doing the same thing anyway (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. why did you have to lead this monastic monk life when (laughs) for all for yeah all the world to me they both look like monk lives yeah yeah. you're just out subsistence farming on your plot so there is I think there's something to be said for, okay, I'm going to make a claim. You tell me if it's outlandish. I'll try. The capacity to be alone and to be at ease with oneself is a sign of health. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah? Well, when I run the counter experiment where... Mm. You are alone and you're, you you're can't handle it at all. Yeah, like, yeah, that seems like something's wrong. So, are you, but are, but there's a length of time. Okay, that's why I said earlier. Like I have, I have all the respect for someone that, like, is just. You don't think they're just weak mentally? And that like, if they really mastered their mind, they could just stay out there indefinitely. Why should it matter if they're next to, near somebody? Sorry, or not? I didn't. Now wait, I didn't. Res, I didn't say I respected the tap if they quit. Oh. I'm just saying, like you said, that, you have all the respect in the world. The, that feeling of like I, I really want to be with my oh, family. Like I'm that. having a really hard time with this. This isn't right. 
But I'm not saying you should then tap necessarily. Now, but isn't there something to... Now, one guy made this argument, yeah. and now, I mean, it's less about just general philosophy and just specifically the show. This guy. But, like, <laughs> um, he made... One of these guys made the claim... Uh, it had, I think it had been three weeks, but he's saying, like, I don't actually need the money that bad. Like, I'm mm-hmm. winning. I didn't really come here to find myself. Like, I did it for the money. Mm-hmm. But he's just kind of thinking about, like, well, I don't need that money. But I'm missing time with my kids. Yeah. I'll never get that Their time back. Their life is ticking by. Birthdays are happening and I'm not there. Birthdays or Christmas or Thanksgiving, depending on how long they're there. And, like, I'm missing these moments. I'm just out here grinding away in the wilderness. Yeah. Now, you said there a second ago... I didn't come out here to find myself. And there are some people on the show who they kind of are going out there. With, what do they mean when they say that? Because I think that's part of the the spiritual quest or whatever that I was yep. talking about a moment ago. Uh-huh. Go get alone. Find yourself. Find God, whatever that means. What are, What's happening there? What are they talking about? Yeah, good question. And uh, I, And is that something each of us should pursue at some point? Well, I think most of the gurus across the... religious spectrum would probably agree that you don't have to go to the wilderness to find that Mm. you can find yourself right now here i could in the midst of this recording yeah um just be present to the moment Mm -hmm. and find myself now that probably takes a lot of training and practice and maybe a good like throwing into the deep end Mm. is to go on one of these kind of like solitary retreats or something yeah Um, like it breaks you in a certain way because it is artificially like Mm. you're you're choosing to remove the trappings and the distractions that would normally make such a project difficult yes um like just here in like my actual clinton's life here in medina i have a full-time job i have lots of kids and a wife and a house i'm trying to maintain there's a lot to distract me from I don't know, soul work well, and care and introspection. Yes. I would have to be pretty intentional to carve out time to do that. It's possible to do in my regular living, and I do occasionally, not as much as I should. Yeah. Um, but if you were to throw me into a cabin up in Canada for a week by myself, and maybe if I didn't have to do all that crap of finding <laughs> beetles to eat and, and, and mice, yeah, trapping mice, um, I mean, I would... I would really look forward to that. I'd find that yeah. to be relaxing. and But it would be an opportunity to find myself there afresh. Well, I think, yeah, just pulling on that thread a bit more, I think part of what you're describing is the, are the various roles that you're playing here in, in this mode of living. You're, mm-hmm. you're a husband, you're a father, you're an employee, you're a citizen. But who is Clint? But who is Clint? Right. And there's a way, there's a way in which the various relationships that we have sort of they can act as mirrors for us Uh, like i know who i am in terms of because of the things clint says to me and about me and the way he reacts to me when i do different things as i'm sort of defining my edges by pinging the people around me and seeing what bounces back i don't know if that's making any sense but Mm -hmm. um when you take away all those social reflections so that you're not and it's just you and the environment yeah what's left or when you strip away those roles you're much more alone with your thoughts yeah so you might be thinking um i mean uh, when you're watching the show i think you can get in the mode of this but when we say like when you said a moment ago if someone can't handle being by themselves Mm. that's not necessarily specific enough because i'm by myself relative yeah 
every day for at least a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm watching TV, I'm yep. reading a book, I'm oh, listening. Distract- to, I'm still kind of distracted. Yeah. This show, I mean, they're showing you these guys are sitting in that tent, so like up in the Just Arctic in season time. six. It's like a 16-hour night. Yeah. Well, and and it's freezing. You're not going to go outside. Yeah. So you're just laying in your sleeping bag for 16 hours. You're not super tired. You're just laying there, just alone with your thoughts. Yeah. Um. Now that, like, is that a sign of unhealth that you couldn't make it through that? It's interesting, though, isn't it? Like, I think boredom is just an interesting thing to think about. That, Mm -hmm. like, what is that? We have this drive to to do or to achieve or to engage with the world in a meaningful way. It might be the same thing as our drive for meaning, or they're related in some way, but for me to just sit, like, I will be overcome with boredom. What is that? Yeah, what's and that? why is it uh, painful? Is it Michael Stevens, who's the Vsauce character? Yeah, yeah. What's his show that he does? Mindfield. Mindfield. I think it's episode one. Yeah, Isolation. Is the free one. The yep. other ones are, like, paid behind YouTube Red or something. Yeah, yeah. But the first episode is free to watch, and that is... Uh, he puts him. He just wants to do. He do, he does these experiments on himself about yeah. like the human condition, and so he goes into solitary confinement for three days. Yeah, just wants to know what's that like. Just a white room, not in like a prison, but it's cell thing. Uh, it's like I don't know what it is. They specially designed it for yeah. the episode, but it looks almost like a glorified larger phone booth. Yeah, with it's enough a room like this size. Yeah, probably. a bed to lay down. Um, what else is it's in the toilet? He's got some food supplies. Food supplies. Bright light. So it's just oh, yeah, a bright white light. You can't turn off light. the lights, can yeah. you? There's no one. sense of time because there's no clock. No it's clock. Just, and everything's white. Yeah. Um, it's always the same. Yeah. For 72 hours, he goes in. And he goes into it thinking, like, this will be a piece of cake. Yep. And the first day, yeah. he, like, starts to break down. He loses it. It's like 24 hours in, and he's like, I think it's been about 48 hours now. <laughs> Oh, buddy. Lose <laughs> your sense of time. Yeah, yeah. Because once you go to sleep, you wake up, mm-hmm. everything looks exactly like it did. you got no clue how long you passed out for. So that is only three days. Yeah. And he was, like, clamoring to get out. Yeah. Um, Why? Yeah, that's so interesting. And so, obviously, I just brought that up because you mentioned boredom. Now, the guys on this show are in their tents for a while. They're obviously experiencing boredom. But it's a little different because I can still... I mean, he Michael didn't have anything in that room yeah. to occupy himself. Yeah. Right? No reading. I mean, he had a mattress I think he did some push-ups with or something at oh, some point. Oh, my word. You know? At least out in the woods, like, I can whittle. I can do my, my little chores. Yeah. I can maybe try to fashion playing cards or something out yeah. of... You have sharp. to stay alive. You've got to get firewood. got to do that yeah, every yeah. day. Get some water. But it's that psychological yeah. battle. Now, I've heard guys like... Like a Sam Harris, not to bring him up again, but great guy. Yeah. He said on a recent podcast, I heard him say that he knows 100% that he could be perfectly content to sit alone with his thoughts and just just meditate (laughs) and he would be perfectly happy. Wow. His happiness is not dependent on external circumstances at all. It's something that's within himself when he pays close enough attention and Hmm. meditates. So like, I do wonder if that's part of the benefit, like could a master meditator, does the master meditator overcome boredom is that a skill that is an antidote to boredom or what if that's like the ultimate survival skill yeah yeah right yeah i want to i want to see more than a friction fire i want to see instead of one of these redneck guys on the i want to see a A buddhist monk monk yeah yeah. (laughs) do alone yeah this is my life so (laughs) yeah are there any other threads from that show anything else that came to mind for you 
Um, yeah, man. So I, one thing that, I mean, comes up right away in these early episodes is like how the treatment of animals. Oh yeah, and the, just the relationship yeah. that human beings have with nature. I'm um, thinking of the betrayer guy. Do you want to tell that story? Oh, just the uh, with the chipmunk yeah. or the squirrel. Oh, the squirrel, yeah. Well, yeah. There's um one of the contestants. Uh, it's a pretty barren landscape, and oh, yeah. the only living thing he saw running along the ground was a squirrel. Yeah. So for the first few days, it's like, oh, hey, squirrel. And the squirrel's kind of like following him around a little bit, like still yeah. keeping distance or whatever up in the tree. And then I think like a weekend, he he's like, but hungry. I'm hungry. And so he just like shoots it with his bow yeah. and eats it. And then afterwards, is so broken shattered yeah Yeah. just broken he's crying i I betrayed the trust of the squirrel yeah yeah yeah. um but it is interesting like some of these i mean even to get on that show you probably have to like display that you have a certain amount of yeah i'm sure uh, that's natural or like acumen for survival survival. and a lot of i've heard other hunters and stuff on various podcasts talk about uh their respect for animals and Mm -hmm. life and um not wanting the animals to suffer, but you have some of these folks on the show, like they'll they're petting the rabbit. They're and so stuff. grateful for this <laughs> rabbit they caught. Yeah, yeah, they're like crying tears of gratitude. I've never been that hungry. Mm. I have never suffered hunger like that. You right know, to where I've cried tears of gratitude that I get to eat. And for us, you know, we're, you and I are like just our lifestyle. We're pretty far removed from the processing of our food. Yeah, uh, and it's I've, so abstracted. You know, I haven't seen it done with my eyeballs. Yeah. I've seen documentaries of. Yeah. factory farming and all the rest of it but i haven't yeah. seen a a cow butchered yeah or a chicken processed with right. my i know what eyes. a steak looks like right but I, yeah um but just to see these contestants you know like and this is how you cut the skin off a mouse make sure oh. you get these guts out and squeeze the intestines out and yeah whatever yeah well and there, it can appear br- brutal yeah and sad i guess that here was this. This was a rabbit. The life was that in was, it just a second ago. I saw it. It was running around yeah. and living its rabbit life, and then it ran into some little snare that you made, and yeah. it wrung its neck. Yeah. And now you're eating it. Now they are, I will say, pretty good about mercy, mercifully killing yeah, sure. these folks. Like not folks, the animals. Yeah, yeah. Like a fish, they'll <laughs> sever the spinal cord right away. That's the fastest way to do it. Like mm-hmm. you won't feel pain, whatever. And there's an argument to be made there for. Okay, so in one of these episodes, not to spoil, but I'm going to. This woman's really hungry. She sees on the beach a duck that is, like, lame. Like, it's got its legs broken or something. It's it's oh. kind of crying out on the beach, and it can't move. It can't fly. And so she just walks up and, like, stomps on its neck and kills it. Wow. And I got to tell you, like, watching that happen physically upset me. Like, my stomach turned. I just felt, oh, that is so... I hate that. I hate seeing that duck killed that way. But it also occurred to me, well, if she hadn't done that, like wolves would have come down to the beach and torn the duck apart in a much more painful way than how it ended up going. Or it yeah. would have slowly stayed there and starved to death over however many days. So it's a merciful way to kill, but man, it still upsets yeah. me to look at. At some point we'll do an episode on um, like veganism, vegetarianism, and, and ethics about food, but right. I, I don't want to go down that whole, that's a whole it's like it extended conversation. It's episode, yeah. yeah. But at the very least, I think this show can prompt the you know the viewer to reconsider that again yeah. like they're eating you're when you eat meat you're eating animals they're just like these ones on this show yeah uh, that are running around not just like it in the case of factory farming maybe but yeah. um like it's a living thing that 
is being killed for you to eat it. Yeah. And so that seems like it should demand some kind of, um, at least an ethic. Yes. Approaching right. it. Like it should be done it, thoughtfully. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, you go on it. Like it makes me feel really bad anytime I've ever wasted meat. You know, oh yeah. If something's died and I haven't ended up eating it, mm-hmm. you know, it's been killed. Well, I know that. one guy uh, on the season I'm watching. Uh, I think he was a little bit late to check his oh. uh, like gilly net mm-hmm. for fish, and found one caught in there that had like died while it was stuck in there, and then began to rot. Yeah. And so he's like, "Geez, man, like I killed that." He was pretty upset about it. Yeah. Like I killed so that fish, it. and I couldn't even have like honored it by eating the meat. Yeah. Yeah, just really fascinating. That's, that's something I am not that thoughtful mm-hmm. with my eating, and and even like in that future episode that we do, how does that work in the ethic that somehow you using it and like justifies the, the having a of mental it? attitude of honor toward it? Does that does that actually make a difference? Yeah, or does it just is, make me feel better? Or does that just have some a good consequence from a bad thing? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So definitely we're thinking about and a cool thing that the show brings up oh and maybe this as a closing uh little thought is how um how unremorseful or uncaring nature is toward you so so at the same time as like yeah we have the benefit of having consciousness uh and having a mind that can like develop an ethic for if I am going to eat this animal, how ought it be done? Or should I do it at all? Yeah. Like everything else that's not you isn't doing that at all and gives uh, zero Fs. It's just doing its <laughs> about thing. Yeah. Its attitude toward you. So like it's merciless. in some of these uh, seasons, like here's a mountain lion and he is walking around your tent yeah. and would like to eat you. If it had its druthers, so deal with it and wouldn't think twice about it. Yeah, there's no remorse or guilt, you know, or um, yeah. and just seeing. Yeah, what's cool about the show is the juxtaposition of the beauty of the landscape. Mm-hmm. Like it is truly gorgeous. It's like stunning. this one place up in uh, Vancouver Island yeah. uh, in Canada, like, you know, those tall pine trees and oh, the it's, glistening water. It's gorgeous. Awesome. Uh, and the elevation changes. But. At the same time, it is fighting against you in a way. Yeah, it's constantly opposed to you, and mm-hmm. and you're right that it's just, it's cold and indifferent, mathematical. It's just it. The weather is blowing in, doesn't care how good your shelter yeah. is. There's a storm here a, now. A tree could break and fall on your shelter. Some guy quit because he was scared of a tree falling on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wow, yeah, I yeah. didn't foresee that. That could happen. Uh, and there's no, I don't know. We're so used to in scripted shows and stuff expecting this sort of arc, challenge, 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 success. Yeah. But sometimes out there it's just like challenge, failure, 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 heartbreak, go home. You know, that's the story. Mm -hmm. It's just you really struggled out there and it did not go well for you. (laughs) Yeah. That's rough. It makes you remember that like you aren't necessarily owed anything. Yeah. They're, you aren't necessarily the main character. You're not the protagonist of here. the story. Like, yeah, nature is the main character. Right. You know, <laughs> you're a sideshow. Yeah. Yeah. It will take its pound of flesh one way or the other. One of something. the guys says, I think, I, my mistake coming out here was not thinking that I needed to adapt to nature. Like oh. I'm thinking that I can enforce my way on it, but like I need to learn what nature is up to here and mm-hmm. get with the program. Because they start to get in a rhythm of the tides come in here and the tides come out there. And 
yeah. you know, start to get into this routine. And you and I deal with it in a small way, like in the modern world. And like, as I'm learning as a relatively new homeowner, I, yeah. I am actually still in a battle with nature. Like, yeah, yeah. It would like it's, to creep into my house in some way. Like I have your driveway. A, we have these shelters, and then the nature in the form of water yep. would like to make its way in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. Critters, and yeah, it is slowly trying to, not trying, I'm anthropomorphizing it a little bit, but, you know, trying to take, take its claim back over what and, I've tried to establish. Right, and what these, the walls of this shelter, this house allow me to do is is make mental walls as well where nature becomes something a problem i don't need to deal with right mm-hmm. now until it is until something goes wrong and there's water in the basement and right. suddenly i'm reminded oh nature is is doing its thing and i'm sort of i'm imposing on it a bit yeah um yeah which i think is why there's such a benefit to i can imagine the psychological benefit that comes with having a shelter even if it's small mm-hmm. even if it's not that comfortable you're not outside anymore you know and it's so easy to not think about but and this isn't at all part of the alone show really but um just to even expand on that further we have like begun to master very local environments like Mm -hmm. my plot of land Mm -hmm. or like a county and we figured out how to handle that but like just whole climates of the world we still don't have a total handle on um what an ocean can do right when it rears up its ugly head to swamp you or even like we have basically no recourse for extra planet nature that might want to have its take its oh you you mean vengeance on you yeah asteroid yeah i don't think we're ready for that at all you don't think they've got a plan in place like they shoot it with lasers or something oh nukes i don't know about the lasers up to it probably not lasers (laughs) yeah they'll try yeah something will something will be attempted yeah they've thought about it um, like the but, movie Armageddon. Yeah. Someone had thought of it because it's a movie. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but if it's a big enough asteroid, it could still be, oh, we're just screwed tomorrow. Right. Yeah. 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 This is it. <laughs> yeah. So still a lot of nature to be explored and reclaimed. Understood. And, yeah. 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 Subdued. Very good. Man. Well, if you have an idea for another like cultural artifact uh, that we could kind of pick apart and pull Maybe we out. We should do the... some Black Mirror ones sometime. Yeah. I mean, those are. Fun. They're gimmies. Yeah. Yeah. Really tee us up for those. Yeah. Uh, Black Mirror is a great one. Yeah. If you have any other ideas for some shows or books or just cultural pieces that we can talk about, send them into the show. You can write in at open to truth podcast at gmail.com. Also, mailbag at open to truth.com. Oh. New little, new yeah. little email there. Put your mail in the bag. We'll uh, check and it. we do a weekly blog. Uh, be sure to go to the website or just down below if you're on YouTube. There's a little link. Put in your email. We'll only send one a week. That's probably one of the best ways to support us. Uh, if you're if you're enjoying the content, share the blog, mm-hmm. share these episodes on social, um, or just no, forget social. Tell, yeah, just tell, tell a friend that you think would like this sort of thing. Yeah, talk about it in person with a yeah. friend. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've had it with social media yeah, for yeah, right yeah. now. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. As always, we'd love to hear from you. So feel free to join the conversation and stay curious. See ya.